Hello and welcome to Put a Cork in It, hosted by yours truly, Monica Toby, who has zero credibility in the podcast world, but is trying to make it big. This podcast was created for unfiltered conversation, which always leads to cringy comments, sound advice, and obviously a lot of laughter. So come along for the ride and listen to a podcast that will leave you in a better mood than when you started. Welcome back, Put a Cork in It fans. A week of no content. That felt so weird and was genuinely not planned. And I, I would say my heart broke a little. Austin did yours. It definitely did because it was totally my fault. Could not schedule <laughs> to save the life of me. And, you know, it, I didn't feel good about, about pushing this back a week. I didn't. But yeah. here we are. We're, we're, we're back on track. It'll be Absolutely. okay. So yeah, my heart did break. I, okay, good. Um, and sorry that I jumped right in there. You know, this is Monica and Austin. This is our show, Put a Cork in It. Um, and we had to jump right into how sad last week was. I had someone reach out to me and say, is everything good between you and Austin? Like, was there falling <laughs> out? And I was like, oh my gosh, people are actually invested. Like, I'm a little shook. And it's totally warranted because I have not been on some of the more recent episodes just because my life has been an absolute whirlwind, but we're getting back to it. We're trying to make a better schedule, better planning. So guys, there's no beef, at least on my end. I mean, I'm sure Monica <laughs> definitely has something against me for not being able to schedule things, but we're okay. Don't worry. You know, Austin, I think you're the only one that I just genuinely could not even be a tad bit frustrated with for that. Like genuinely, I didn't feel anything. Maybe it's because you're so committed in every other way that I had to give you that, you know? The common response I get when, whenever I have, uh, I don't want to say like mess ups or anything. It's like people know my heart and they know I really care. So that's a, yeah. those are great words from you. Thank you. But wow. let's not, let's not delve into this. We have a special <laughs> guest today. Mon, who's joining us today? Wow. Okay, this has been a really, like, I know I say this kind of about everybody, but this has been a long time coming. I have had this person on my list to interview for almost like a year now. So it's finally coming together. And, it, you know, I didn't think it was going to happen. There's a lot of hiccups in the way on both ends of our schedules. Horrible. But today we have Brooke White on the podcast. Woo! Are Woo! Woo! <laughs> um, how are you? Man, I am great. I just feel like this is, this is my road to fame. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> You this know? is the catapult right here. Yeah, I just that's what everyone says. Everyone yeah. is like, wow, I just got so so much more famous after being on this podcast. You really kickstarted my career. Yeah, I mean, guys, I, I got the text from Monica and I dropped everything. I'm like, man, it's it's time. I am ready for it. <laughs> I mean, I will say that when I asked you, you were the most like honored person and not to like take shots at other people but I think other people are like sure but you were like seriously how do I prepare blah 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 and I was like this is so kind yeah. that that's me too I always got to come prepared and then I was just yeah. you know I did feel honored like this is it's a big deal I mean my my roommate who doesn't know Monica is like the biggest fan and she was so excited that I, I got to be honest <laughs> 
I love that. Yeah. And I also think it was sweet that you've been thinking about the question and the theme of what we're going to be talking about today. I appreciate the preparedness. You and Austin are two peas in a pod in that. <laughs> so I absolutely. Um, so this is pretty fun. You know, we're all Miami University alumni. We have a lot of mutual. Not students. yet. Have it graduated yet? <laughs> I'm still okay. a proud Red Hawk. I totally forgot. <laughs> to be alumni. Um, Catch me May 16th. I'll be an alumni then. Amazing. I almost just asked you if you wanted to borrow my cap and gown, but that probably wouldn't fit you very well. Oh, Monica, did you wear yours? Did you graduate? Um, I wore it for a picture session. <laughs> Love that. Classic. I remember my mom was like, are we really going to spend this much money? And I was like, yeah, we are, because I'm going to pretend like it was normal. Okay. You had to. Had to. All right. So enough about that. Um, today, we are going to be diving into something that is, you know, I feel like recently we've been trying to like talk about more than just relationship things. And I think that's been really cool for us to kind of dive into a different avenue um, that I think always comes back to relationships, but I think it's really cool to kind of dive into different tangents that feel important. And so when I think of Brooke and when I thought about having her on the cast, I immediately texted Austin and I was like, this is kind of taking a different road and I'm kind of excited about it. And he was like, yeah, I think this is really good for us. So I hope you guys are like jumping in on the journey because I think this is going to be really cool for us to just kind of discuss a topic that feels almost I mean this is a hot take I feel like this topic almost feels trendy to the point where sometimes it's hard to feel like is it legit and the thing we're talking about is like mental health and taking care of yourself and there's so many things out there right now that are like self-care and then there's also things that are like self-care is dangerous because you're not actually taking care of yourself by having the excuse of self-care. So it's just crazy confusing right now. And then I also think mental health is almost trendy more than it's actually being treated as a serious problem that people struggle with. And so, I don't know, I feel like Brooke has always had a really good perspective. And so I was like, heck, if I'm going to be able to understand this, I need to have her on to also help other people understand and not just keep it to myself. So anyway, so Brooke and I went to high school together. Go Comets. Yes, we did. <laughs> Go, Go Comets, um, And the classic story that um, <laughs> is shared is that Brooke and I, from my perspective, Brooke and I were like frenemies. And when I found out that we were both going to Miami, I was like, oh gosh like the legacy continues like I was genuinely not excited and then just, generally not excited that's like really extreme <laughs> yeah, that is extreme no because I I remember we took those pictures in someone's backyard remember that and we were all in our like Miami things oh oh yes yeah <laughs> so I do remember being excited then um but we just like totally ran in different circles I really never saw Brooke for like two whole years at Miami and then our junior year, we kind of started to talk again and talked about, talked from not going from not talking at all to talking about really serious things. And then our relationship just like developed and it was really cool. And so I got to see Brooke and myself go from people who cared about what other people thought, just wanted to fit in, do whatever was cool 
make as many friends as you can make it seem like you're having the time of your life on social media even though you're like really struggling um to being someone who was so open and honest about mental health and was really public with that and sharing her own struggles and trying to share that with other people so I saw you go from keep your image up to I'm going to be really real with people instead and so anyway all that to say a very long intro I'm aware sorry everyone but you needed the backstory I want to just kind of drop people in on your journey from that point of when you really started to focus on yourself as a whole spiritually physically mentally all the things and like where did that journey really begin for you and maybe like why yeah definitely wow what a loaded question Monica um but I I mean I would probably say my freshman and sophomore year of college were definitely a blur. Um, I mean, great things happened, but definitely was not who I wanted to be. And I think my sophomore year, I really had a moment like where, especially in the beginning, I noticed that there's things that I wanted to change and um, I'm all for change. Like if you need to change, you, you change it. So fast forward, you know, freshman, sophomore year, just, joined a sorority, um, just, you know, kind of, kind of ran in a crowd that, you know, I, I probably wouldn't run in now, but it's okay. It's, yeah. it's okay. you know, we, but if I didn't experience what I experienced my freshman and sophomore year, I would not be who I am today. And I think that is one of the biggest things. I'm a huge reflector too. So like, I always look back and if I didn't experience any of that, I wouldn't have my junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. So um, coming to junior year, I think was a huge like turning point for me of like who I wanted to be, what I wanted to prioritize. And I think Monica can definitely attest to that. But um, junior year, I really came to a point where I was struggling with my mental health. And I remember there was a day that I called my mom just crying from like I was leaving the library and I called her and I just I knew something needed to change. Yeah. So at that point I put in some, um, I'm a planner too, to a T. So I needed some like, you know, just some steps to get me there. So um, one thing that's always helped me is working out. And even at that point, like I working out was not even doing it. So, you know, I'm all for, if you need to talk to someone, go talk to someone. If you need to take the medicine, take the medicine. I feel that no one should ever feel guilty for that because um, I mean, people are like, I try to normalize it. Like, Hey, like if, yeah I went to therapy yeah I've taken medicine for my anxiety like it is what it is and um I know people are very like uh taken aback sometimes when I'm so blunt but I think the more you talk about it the more it becomes normal like I mean even like in I'm you know in the workplace now which is hilarious to me just being an adult but um like I have work friends where like if you say something, they feel even more open to talk about their struggles. Cause I mean, every single person is fighting a battle and that is something I've learned. I've known that since like I was young, but my mom always told me that, but like, as you get older, I mean, like I struggle, like I'm sure Monica has her struggles. I'm sure Austin has his struggles, but it's like, no one wants to show it. No one yeah. like in this world where we go on Instagram and it's like, Oh my God, everyone's life is great. <laughs> But in reality, it's just, I mean, there's people struggling every single day. So I think really talking about it is um, a huge thing. And that's like something like in my family, we've talked about our mental health more, which is something we've 
like never done and just like checking in on each other like this is something like I truly think like you know instead of like just asking someone like how are you doing it's like how are you really doing like like having someone ask me that it's like taking like back like oh let me really think like if you ask someone that it's like being very intentional I know I kind of went in a loophole with that but um <laughs> those are my thoughts no I think that's good so specifically yeah. you were struggling with anxiety yes most definitely so take us through like what that felt like so like what were like the symptoms that were you were showing or like what was happening in your life that you realized okay wow this is not okay I need to do something yeah yeah no definitely um I always think there's just like big moments in your life that uh can like create this and it piles up like it just piles up like there's just things that and for like me, everyone has like different, like, you know, if you experience anxiety, it's very different for others. But like, for me, like I'll get like really bad stomach aches and it's just like, I, I don't know, I'm an overthinker to a T and that's just like, I know I'm created that way. And, um, I actually was experiencing some like panic attacks waking up and I've never had a panic attack in my life. Like I know people who've had them and they're awful. I mean, no one, no one should ever go through that. So that was like my breaking point of like, I it's, I need to do something. And just like every day I was just like struggling with it, but um, I'm, I'm a very optimistic person. So I knew that like, I was going to be okay, but it's just like, I, I needed to get help. And luckily I have like a huge support system from my friends and family and everyone was so, so supportive and so understanding. And I think that really like going to my mom was like something that was huge. And then like my friends knew. So it's just like talking about it too. But yeah, that was definitely, um, I would say like, I knew I needed to change something up. Yeah, that was going to be my question of like, with this happening at school, did you feel like you could tell people? Because I feel like for me, when I first realized that I was having some anxiety in college, I like didn't want anyone to know for a period of time and then transition into like building up the courage to tell people that was not my family who I trusted. But I feel like that was really hard for me to do that. Kind of like what you were saying, we want to pretend like we had it all together. So what made you feel like I can, first of all, tell these people. And also like, why did you think that was a good idea to tell, to bring your like community into that? Definitely. That's a great question. Um, I think I'm like incredibly blessed with the people who I surround myself with. And um, like, I'm a huge person. Like, you know, if like you're in my circle, like I, I feel like I should be able to be that vulnerable with you. Um, and they really, why I felt like the need to tell them was because they supported me so much when I was like struggling the worst. And I, I needed that. I needed that unconditional support and love. And I mean, they didn't really ask questions. They were just like there for me. And that's like, I... I like look back and I'm like so incredibly incredibly grateful that I like had those people that I could tell and um that they were there yeah yeah I I don't want to like speak for anybody else on this on this um cast but um I think I've never been annoyed in being there for a friend who was having anxiety depression whatever like I have never felt like oh, here she is again, texting me, like freaking leave me alone. I've never felt that way. 
so I think why do we <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like yeah I don't know no I think it's like if someone feels that they can share that with you like that is a piece of them and a piece of their heart so I think it's truly like you hold that and you're going to help that person out no matter what because it's such it's yeah. like you know it's it's who they are and it's what makes up their story hmm. I could definitely say the same um personally I like I had my first panic attack, like last summer, like just randomly at work. Like I just like couldn't breathe. And I was like, what is going on with me? And I like had to go like sit down and I was like, what the crap is going on right now? And I was like, I just had a panic attack. Like what the heck? Like something I'd never had to deal with before. And probably like Brooke was saying, like there's really little things keep building up, building up over time. And you got to have natural ways to sort of like not like let it you you don't want it to overflow you want to let it out on its own or like I keep thinking of like letting air out of a balloon before it pops or, or something like that um and like for me that was talking to my brother and like my brother was like yeah dude like for the first time like that happened to me too and I was like no way like and you never told me about it because we're really close and he's like yeah, I just never wanted people to think of me like that. And I'm like, dude, it's all right. Like, it's okay to not be okay. Like, we all see those commercials on TV or whatever. But <laughs> I mean, it's so true what, what Brooke is saying. You know, if if you have the courage to let somebody in and tell someone that you're struggling with that, it's only going to make your friendship stronger. And, and you're not a burden to them. You're just letting them know that it's like, hey, like, this is something that I struggle with and I might lean on you from time to time just to like get through it. Can you do that for me type thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I think it is weird. It's like, we're all sharing our stories. Haha. <laughs> I had my first panic attack in the driveway of my car driving back from spring break sophomore year. And I literally couldn't put the car in reverse. I was like, I can't go back to school. I'm freaking out. And it's the same thing. You're like, what's happening? It just comes at you out of nowhere. And I think that's my whole desire for this conversation is to help people find steps before you get there. Because I don't think any of us would wish that moment upon anyone. And I think there are things to avoid it. And I think the first thing is being honest with your family and people you trust and being like, listen, I'm really struggling with something and I'm fearful that it's going to build into something bigger. So are you willing to be someone like on my team who I can like share these things with regularly? Um, and if that person's a quality person, which I hope they are, they're going to be like, absolutely, whatever. Um, but kind of rounding a corner here, Brooke, what do you feel like has, like, what are some big factors in your life that you feel like are helpful. So you did mention working out, but are there bigger things like, um, is there a routine of like thinking that you do? Is there a faith component? Like, what do you feel like are maybe more mental things that you're doing more than like yeah. actual physical? Yeah, definitely. Cause I mean, like working out only goes a certain like point, but I would say two big factors for me maybe three here, maybe, but, um, obviously my faith. And I mean, Monica, you've been the test to on my journey of my faith and everything, but, um, I used to be a person that if it was like, I had a plan, I had a plan of how my life wanted to go like boom, boom, boom. And 
if like I looked back two years to where I am now, I would be astonished because my plan has literally combusted, which is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. So trusting in God has like been one of the neatest things for me and seeing like where he's led me is like, I mean, like just the coolest thing, like truly. Um, so that's definitely a huge component, like just having my faith and knowing that like, I mean, God's got a, I know it sounds so basic because we always say it, but God's got a better plan for me than what I have for myself. And like following up on that, and this kind of is funny, like I, I journal too. I'm a big journaler. People don't like it and that's totally okay. But for me, it's something that um, I wake up and I like to do and it just, it gets my emotions out and I'm like, okay, great. And something like on my whole plan is in the past, uh, I think I started my junior year. I have written a letter to myself every year. It's like a thing I do in January 1st. I write it and then I open it the next January. I can't open it until then. And I write like my goals, where I think I'm gonna be in my life if I'm struggling with anything and I open it up. And I think this is like super funny because last year I wrote that I thought I was gonna live in Nashville. Like that was my plan. And like, if anyone knows me, I, I don't live in Nashville. I have a job that never thought I would have, but like truly just like blessed. And I think that just goes back to like letting go of like the, like the control of my life and just like looking to my faith for that component. And so that's really, I mean, that's helped me a lot, but those are just two factors for me. Everyone is very different and what works for them works for them. But, um, I think it's neat to like, see if you like let go of like, you know, this, you know, in two years, I have no idea where I'm going to be. Awesome. That's great. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, and like, like I said, like two years ago, if you would have told me like that I am where I am, I have the job that I have. It's, it's not where I thought I was going to be. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. And I think that a lot of people could relate to a lot of that. Austin, what about you? What are your things? So if people know me, I'm very much like a people person. Like, I love talking with people. I love making new friends, but like everybody has like a social battery that drains. And like, for me, it's like making sure I recharge that. And like, maybe that's like, Hey, we're all going to do this. Like, do you want to come? And I'm no, like, I'm super like draining. I'm like, Hey, I would really love to come, but like, I'm going to take tonight for myself and just like do my own thing. Like you guys go have fun. I, I'm sure it's going to be great, but like, I really just need to be by myself right now. But like when you are by yourself, like making sure you have like your own things to do. Like for me, that's like hopping on my computer and playing a game called Settlers of Catan, like something that I just absolutely <laughs> love. Maybe that's like binge watching comedy sketches on YouTube or something like just something that I can like laugh at or like get something out of for myself. And like, some people might be like, wow, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That would never work for me. And that's totally fine, but that's what works for me. So yeah. just making sure that I can give that time to myself. And usually like sometimes my housemates are like up super late and they're like out in the living room. And I'm like, I just need to go to my room and just like be by myself right now. And that's totally fine. Yeah. No, that's, I actually, I don't know if I was talking to you about, I think I was talking about this to Monica, but that is like, I think the biggest thing that you can learn is knowing like when to say no, because I think a lot of people are like, just go, go, go. But like, I mean, you, you got to recharge yourself and just, I think that's huge that you can do that. Yeah, that is huge. 
And it's like really important to know those things. I think that's the first step. And Brooke, I think that's what I've seen in you is like, you just know yourself really well and you know what you need and you don't try to like, like fudge with that, I guess. Like you're not trying to be like, oh, I can maybe get away with not doing it. You're like, no, I know myself and I know that I need, like there's been plenty of times when I in college would be like, Brooke, I want to do this, want to do that. And she would know her limits and be like, you know, I, I can't, like, I know that I need this in order for me to be okay for tomorrow. And I always respected that. I was never like, oh my gosh, that's so like flaky. I'm like, you know, like I respect that, you know, if there's a real reason there. Yeah, I'm definitely a routine person. And that's something I've really come into like this past year, especially working. Like I have my routine and I, I love it. Like I am a grandma. I go to bed at nine 30, but let me tell you, I love it. I wake up, I, I mean, I'm recharged and that's something I know I need to do. And people are like, do you want to, you know, like, and I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I'm like, <laughs> it's past 10. I don't think I can. I'm like, I'm sorry. Dude, <laughs> I was in bed by 10 last night and it was yeah. insane. I was like, wow. Yeah, it's, it's the best. <laughs> I love that. It was a full moon last night. That was super bright out. So it was like, it was like it was <laughs> seven o'clock and the sun was going down, but eh, it's okay. <laughs> Um, okay. So I guess the question I'm most excited to ask you about Brooke is hmm, how do you think, like what, I don't know how to put this into words. Like it's in my head, but I'm trying to figure out how to make it make sense. I, I legit thought you were going to ask me a dating question. And I was like, Monica, let's not oh, go. Don't worry. Don't worry. That's coming. Um, I actually had a, I actually had a question. If you want to try and formulate that for a second. Yeah. Let's hear it, Austin. So we talked about knowing oneself, like Brooke, do you, is that something that like you've done like by yourself or is there someone that you like hold yourself accountable to that? Like you two talk about like, Hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I think I need to do. Like X, Y, Z. Is it more like a solo thing or like, do you have like a go-to person for that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, knowing oneself that I think that's, that is a tough one, but I think it, it has been a very um, independent journey, I would say, like, re- like reflecting on my journaling, reflecting on my letters I've done to myself and, and like knowing where I want to be. So I would say in that aspect, um, I feel like I've done that a lot of myself, but I, I'm like really close to my family. Um, so, I mean, I probably talked to my mom and sister and that's some, those are two people that I would definitely uh definitely conference in with that kind of stuff like like hey like you know I don't know even like being like a year ago to now like where I'm at and um I mean they know me the best they've known me since I was born so I think they know me better than I know myself but those are two people I think I trust like with my life obviously and that's definitely someone I would like to talk to but that's a good question I think that's like good for people to think about too like on that journey of figuring out who you want to be and like what you prioritize, like who could you talk to about that? So yeah, that's a great question, Austin. And just curious, is your sister older or younger than you? She's older than me. She's the best. We're are 22 you, months apart. So. Are you the youngest then? Yeah, I'm the youngest of four, but I'm oh, the best. Wow. Don't tell them that, but I am. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm the big Mon- <laughs> Wow, that's hilarious. Because Monica's also the youngest. I'm the middle child of three. Uh, so it's like wow, you're like like the middle. That's when you know you're the middle of three. 
I am the middle and my sister and my brother are like the same person just four years apart and <laughs> here, here I am. Yeah. yeah, no, that's, I mean, you see, we don't really have a true middle, but everyone's uh, very unique in my family, I would say. Yeah, they're all completely different. <laughs> and I think Austin, you are a typical middle child. I feel like you give me a lot of those vibes. Very like, okay with being in the background, very just like selfless vibes where you're just used to kind of being in the in-between um, position. So that actually really adds up. I just thought about that right now. That could be a whole nother podcast that Ooh, would be really fun that, to go into. That would be a little like middle child. There's some um, like cool <laughs> psychology on it. I won't go too nerdy, but look it up. There is some really cool psychology yeah. on it. And it's like scary how accurate oh, it is. So accurate. Like there's like books about like what like like child you are and like the first like you know it's so interesting. I was a psych major, so that's why I get a little excited about it. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, okay, I think I figured out how to word my question. Let's hear it. Um, how do you think you got to the point where, you, like, kind of like what we were talking about before Austin's question of, hey, I'm actually really confident saying no, because I'm taking my, and this is what I mean by self-care, is I'm taking what I know I need, putting that first before what like people pleasing, which is something I really struggle with. And I think you have helped me with a lot, Brooke, is putting myself first in a way that's like, put yourself first so that you can be the best version of yourself for other people. Not because you're treating yourself because that's like, what's the vibe right now in society? Um, and I think I didn't know that there was a difference there. Like I thought that was all the same. And yeah. still really talking to you and being like, no, there's actually a really re- like legit thing to that. So tell me like how you kind of got the screw it attitude of like, mm, yeah. I don't really care yeah. if I miss out on this. Yeah. If this person kind of thinks I'm being flaky or thinks that I'm being selfish, like I don't care because I know this is what I need. Definitely. Um, I would say my, my first, point to that is I mean working and Austin you'll get to experience this but your time's just a little bit more limited like you know you I work a certain, certain amount certain amount a day and it's um choosing in those hours that I'm not working of what I want to do who I want to spend it with and I'm very like thoughtful of that like um I used to be a go-go person and like I still am to a T like I mean I love go-going but if you're counting at home on how many times Brooke has said to a T, I think we're at four or five. Thank you. Yes, that is very true. I, you know, I do say my phrases. I love them. But um, so I think that was a big thing for me was starting work and getting to my schedule and understanding that my time's a little bit more limited and who I want to spend my time with is like quality people and like people who lift me up and inspire me. Like I always say, you want to surround yourself with people like if I had exciting news and I went to tell my friend she's just excited as like I am and that is a good friend and I I say that um not to, to a a, yep I was just gonna say to a T I almost said it I caught myself um and I don't know it's just like filling your cup and I think that's something with age too I mean you know I'm a old 22 so very wise um but I just think that as I've gotten older, 
I know what makes me happy and I'm not going to sacrifice it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I don't know if that's the answer you wanted, but that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. And I know that is the answer I wanted. And I think you're pointing to something that I think a lot of people could relate to, but don't want to think about is what is the thing that you continually sacrifice that when you do so, it continually sets you up for like failure, whether that's like failure mentally, getting enough sleep, whatever (laughs) it is. Like for me, I've realized that when I don't make time to actually like have quality time in my Bible, Mm -hmm. it sets my day off. Like everything is just a little bit off kilter and I don't, I'm not my best self. I run out of patience easier. It's just like setting myself up for failure. And so sometimes that means like saying no to something at night. So I know I can wake up earlier in the morning or saying, Hey, I'm not going to go out and socialize with my roommates until I've done this in the morning. Like there's just certain things that I say no to in order to make sure that time is a priority. And that's not me trying to be like, oh my gosh, I'm such a good Christian brownie point for me. (laughs) But like, that's just something I've learned that no matter how many times I convinced myself, it didn't really affect me by missing Mm -hmm. it. It really did. And so I think it took me, oh my gosh, I don't know, many years to finally understand that concept. Um, And so I think that's good. And I think I challenge anyone who's listening right now is what's kind of that thing that became the pit in your stomach that you keep pushing off that, you know, you want to prioritize, but you keep letting it fall to the back of your priority list for whatever reason. Um, Yeah. And I think like taking a step back of like your day-to-day life and thinking of like, you know, what am I going to, like, what is so important to me that's going to set me up for success in this day? Cause it's like, I mean, I know it sounds cheesy, but every day is a new day. And I mean, there's certain things in my day that like, I, I know I need to do and it sets me up for success and it's okay if I have to sacrifice some things. And that's, that's definitely something I've learned. So I think it's, you know, just looking back and being like, like you said, like you took a step back and you're like, I, I really need to do this every single day. And I think that is a huge thing to do. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this has just been so good, you guys, just vocalizing all of this stuff. Um, I guess, Brooke, what would be your kind of statement to people who are listening right now that um, are struggling with mental health and, you know, don't want to tell someone or just like don't really know what the first step is towards getting out of like a spiral <clears throat> of sorry, like anxiety, or I don't know, just like being in a really bad place mentally, like what is the first step you think if they're just starting to realize, oh my gosh, I have a problem? Because like I said, the goal of this is so that people don't reach the point that we've all reached in our lives. Um, That's a hard question. I, I think if like you don't feel comfortable talking to someone, I would definitely say journal, like, I mean, just no one's going to read your journal, like just writing whatever you feel, anything that comes to your mind, just write it out. Um, But I mean, I really, I think if you're listening, like there's definitely someone in your life that loves you and supports you and would feel so comfortable with you coming and they gain even more respect for you that like you're saying, I have this struggle Mm -hmm. because I mean, 10 out of 10, someone else is going to have this struggle too. Like it is, 
it's like astonishing to me that like, you know, uh, like I could probably talk to anyone and they have something they're struggling with. And that is just life. Life is not easy. And it's, it's okay. It's, I think it's really um, just know that you have someone that loves you and that you can talk to. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. And to maybe Austin's dismay, because I have to tie this into relationships a little bit. What I want to say is to you, yes, do you feel like it's probably really attractive for a guy to probably be pretty in touch with his emotions and not kind of <laughs> like, not, I'm not saying like some, a guy who's like yeah. crying every time you say like, hi. Okay. <laughs> Just like is willing to talk about feelings with you or like if you were like oh my gosh this really hard thing happened today like do you mind if I just like process it with you real quick like do you feel like that is valuable to you or do you feel like that's just more of something one-sided no definitely I think that's a like a huge component of like in your relationship I was actually talking with a friend and just saying like having someone validate your feelings like just like you know if I had a bad day and it could be a stupid reason and just having someone be like, hey, you know, that's, that's okay. Like, I do think that's a huge thing in a relationship. Um, so yeah, I'll say, yeah, I'll, I would value that. Like just talking, I think, I think talking it out is great. I don't know how you want me to answer this. No, I know you just, you just were like cringing when I said a guy in touch with their feelings, because let's just say Brooke and I have a similar type of like jock vibes and usually those don't really go hand in hand other than our favorite person ever, Jackson Williamson, because mm. he's just the perfect blend of them both. But Austin, go ahead. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, I was talking to my brother. My brother is engaged, soon to be married, and he just went through premarital counseling with his fiance. And oh. they were learning about like when they start a conversation, like, is this like a solutions talk or is like this just like a feelings talk? like what what do you need from me right now and I will give it to you because I'm always gonna be like hey here's solution one two three four and yes. like I, I fixed your problem like there you go and it's like why are you fixing my problem stop doing that <laughs> and God. that like, that is great I think that needs to be on one of those plaques and just everyone needs that like I, I would say probably 99 times out of 100 it's gonna be like a feelings talk just just walk with me through this like sympathize with me sometimes all carly wants to hear is babe that really sucks like i'm so sorry but like whatever you need like i'm here for you and like I i'm really sorry that you're going through this just like as painful as it is for me to like not try and offer a solution like it's very important like sometimes like you're not supposed to be the one to fix the problem. And I would say that is a, a very big lesson that a lot of men need to learn. Yeah, 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 I, I agree. I think that's even key in friendships. Sometimes my friend will say something bent, my roommates in particular, and I'm like, do you want solutions? Do you want me to just kind of echo your echo here? Or do you want me to actually like give advice? And they're usually very clear of like, no, I want your advice or like, actually, yeah, I just kind of wanted to share that and I'm going to go move on. So I think that's key in every relationship, but definitely a lifesaver when it comes to your, um, you know, romantic relationships as well. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's my, um, 
intertwining for the evening. You're welcome, everyone. You were waiting for it. And um, circling back to Brooke's final thought, I think the important thing to take away from either journaling or telling someone is externalizing whatever you're feeling that way you're not holding it in because like we said like holding it in is what is going to lead to like the balloon yeah. popping or like your cup overflowing or for analogy's sake I think that like getting rid of it off your chest is like the thing that would be more important in the long run to not reach that breaking point yeah yeah I think that's true because once you speak it out you're like, okay, I really recognize that's a lie. Cause when it's in your head, it's just so easy to make real. And I think sometimes I even text some my friends and I'll say, like, I've definitely done this with Brooke and be like, this is what I think right now. Like, I know it's not true, but I just had to like say it to someone who's not gonna be like, oh no, mom, like, let me reassure you. Like, no, let me say it. And you just respond, okay. Like, thank you for telling me. I'm glad that you put it out there. I think that's so true, Austin. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, you know, Brooks, what I've been loving lately could just be her like journaling on her cute apartment porch in Columbus, Ohio, but we will let her answer for herself and we will do our, what have you been loving lately? Guests go last. Austin, are you first or second? I can be first. Great. Um, uh, what I've been loving lately or guess. What I realized I loved way more than I thought I did is my dog. So I went home this weekend and I, I took my dog home with me and it's not actually my dog, it's my sister's dog, but like she lets me take him to college because her roommates are the worst at college and they don't like having a dog around. So I've been his caretaker for the time being, but I've had him at school and I took him home and she's going home like on Tuesday. So it just made more sense for me to leave Zeke at home so she could go see him instead of like driving an hour right. out of the way to go get him. And I miss that dog like crazy. Aww. Like he's usually sitting right here on my bed. And like every time I take my headphones off at my computer, he gets so excited. Like, oh my gosh, what are we doing now? So I'm loving the fact that like my dog is a big part of my life. <laughs> and I miss him right now, but it's like, it's also a love thing too. Wow. I don't even like animals. And that was so tender. I love that. Brooke's like, you don't like animals? You know, I'm offended. <laughs> maybe I've never I'd said that. a dog, I would, but I, I can't. I won't. Know, maybe I've never said that publicly on the cast, but there it is. Um, <laughs> what have I been loving lately? I have been loving, and I might have already said this on the podcast, I can never remember. I've just been loving a good walk and talk calling a friend and going on a walk did that with Brooke the other day and it was honestly like some of the best times ever so I think it's just like your endorphins are like everywhere because it's like I'm walking I'm talking to someone I really enjoy it's just like boom you know um so that's what I've been loving lately thank you for listening Brooke hit us Yes. So I'm sure Monica won't be surprised by this one, but, um, I love reading a book and drinking a glass of wine. It's my favorite. <laughs> Probably 86 inside, but, um, just, just, you know, could be any book, but that's what I love right now. Yeah. Oh my What's your go-to wine? Oh, I'm a red girl. So I like Cabernets. Mm. Yes. I need to, I need to get more into the wine scene. It's, uh, 
it's been a long time coming. My grandpa has been trying to get me into it for like the longest time. I need to, I need to figure out, I need, to, I need the entry level course. Brooke would be a good person. She's a good yes. um, connoisseur. I love wine. It's, it's my fave. I, I would start sweeter though. I mean, like if you go like Cabernet, it's pretty like, whoo. Yeah. My whole thing is like, I've I've had good wine before, but it's expensive. And if I'm gonna buy it cheap wine, like it's not gonna be nearly as yeah. good. So it's like maybe I need to wait till I get a couple more zeros in the bank account to to do that. But we'll no. see. I feel I mean, I feel like I'd rather have like a twenty dollar bottle, like I'll save up for that rather than like and that's not even that expensive. But that's just right. because, you know, you know, trying to adult. But um yes, like, thank you. Thank you guys for having this conversation on the podcast right now. I'm going to go ahead and say, please continue this um, postcast, which that's only the time Austin always cuts me off in my conversation. So this time I'm cutting him off and he's always like, postcast conversation, Mon. So this is me saying, no one wants to listen to you guys argue about wine. No, it's it's a great topic. A lot of people need to know about it, Monica. <laughs> So, you know, uh, I feel very strongly. We're actually going to end this one and record a whole nother episode. Yeah, for the next I'm week, ready just for strictly it. Strictly on wine. Just I'm trying different wines. Actually, Brooke, Brooke and I are starting a wine podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, world. It's coming. You know what? If you're upset that I ended the wine banter, email me and I'll, I'll get back to you. Comment below. Comment below. <laughs> yes, Austin, go ahead and give our plug before we wrap this baby up. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We're gearing up towards spring. I'm like it's almost April, which is crazy. It'll be April when this episode airs finally. Get into the summer. It's gonna be amazing. But if you're not following us on Instagram at put a cork and official, I say this all the time, but like one, like how do you hear about us? And like two, like I just I don't know. I don't know. So make sure you follow us there. We're always posting new content, getting feedback from you guys, topics that you want. Maybe you could be on the cast sometime because you're an avid commenter on our IG. So follow us there. Look out for polls, look out for topics. It's just a grand old time. Monica's graphic game is just absolutely fire. Like she loves the uh, the praise from that. So something I know she puts a lot of time into. So follow us there and uh, spread the word. Tell your friends about Put a Cork in it. You know, especially if someone's struggling with mental health, I think this episode could be very helpful to them. Or if they just love hearing about a guy and a girl talk about relationships who, you know, want to say they're experts, but they're not totally the place to do it. But... Great, 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 great. Um, Brooke, thank you for being here. Um, thank you for taking the time to- yes, Thank you, Brooke. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Okay, well, we will catch you guys next week, and we are excited. There's a lovely entity.